Hello, welcome to another installment of the Central American Group's podcast, in which experts discuss topics related to doing business in Costa Rica, El Salvador, and the rest of the region. Hello, welcome to another installation of the Central American Group series of podcasts. In these conversations that we have with experts that are internal and external to the organization, we discuss issues that have to deal with El Salvador and uh, the region as a whole. Today we have uh, Maria Luisa Hayem. She's uh, the ministry. She is actually the minister of uh, foreign trade of El Salvador. I'll let her introduce herself and. Give us a little bit of biographical information. Thank you. Thank you, Stephen. Good morning, and thanks for having me. Uh, as you said, as of June 1st, 2019, I'm the Minister of Economy of El Salvador. After spending more than 15 years working abroad on trade, investment, technology, and financial inclusion issues, I am back in El Salvador to contribute with my academic background professional experience and, and passion to help transform the country. Well, that's great. Uh, speaking about uh, what's going on in the country at uh, the present moment, we've all been dealing with the COVID virus. And what's the situation in El Salvador with your progress in that area? Um, so it's, it's um very interesting moment El Salvador is going right now, not only in the, in the health front, but also uh, in, in the economy front. But let me start on, on health. El Salvador has been recognized worldwide for its performance managing COVID-19 pandemic. As of May 12, El Salvador was the country in Central America with the lowest number of confirmed COVID-19 cases. In the midst of the pandemic, as you might know, the government of El Salvador built one of the largest and most modern hospitals in the region specialized in treating COVID-19. This has allowed the government to constantly take care of our population needs, including in the most difficult moments of the pandemic. International organizations such as the World Travel and Tourism Council has provided El Salvador with a certification of a safe destination to travel. And I'm also very honored to share with you that at the end of this month, again, in the midst of the pandemic, El Salvador will be hosting the International Surfing Association World Surfing Games 2021. Uh, but also El Salvador um, has had a lot of progress in its vaccination program according to the IMF's head vaccination programs have now become an economic policy. And as such, the government of President Bukele has provided the priority it deserves. And since last year, the Ministry of Health has been working to access vaccines to provide immunity to our population in the shortest term. As of May 5th, El Salvador had already vaccinated 26% of its target population. And with this, uh, we're currently the country with the largest vaccination coverage in Central America. And we are among the first positions also in Latin America. Uh, I'm also happy to share that the government has signed an agreement with Pfizer to provide the country with 4.4 million vaccines, starting vaccination this quarter 
And with this, uh, we would be covering the entire target population. Uh, in terms of our economy, we believe that uh, the pandemic management, the priority given to vaccination that I, I just shared about, uh, also the support provided by the government to households and companies to overcome the crisis, the resiliency of our companies and the trust in our country, all of this has contributed to El Salvador's fast recovery since June 2020, when we started implementing the plan to gradually reopen the economy, with uh, which we developed together with El Salvador's productive sectors. I'm also happy to share that since August 2020, El Salvador's economy has remained 100% open. So while the whole world has been going through one of the largest uh, crises, economic and, and public health crisis, uh, in the past months, El Salvador has reached its highest levels of international remittances, imports, and exports. El Salvador is now back to its economic activity pre-crisis, and we have recovered 100% of jobs lost uh, in 2020. This means that we have recovered more than 81,000 jobs in less than a year. We believe that uh, if we continue with our work uh, on the health side, but also facilitating trade and investment and providing the legal certainty to our local and international investors, this year, El Salvador's economy will grow between 5 and 6%. That's a, a great overview, and it's uh, good to hear that uh, El Salvador really managed the global pandemic very well. Um, you know, and, and bring up the fact that El Salvador is going to have significant economic growth this year. What other things, you know, El Salvador being the smallest country in the region, what other things would you recommend that people who are looking to invest in Central America pay attention to? Yes, Stephen, El Salvador is... Uh, strategically located in the, in the center of Central America uh, with access to the Pacific Ocean, two seaports, and 17 free zones. We have an international airport conveniently located, which is the hub of a large foreign airline that easily connects El Salvador to North and South America, of course, and the European Union. The airport is close to the city and less than an hour drive from four of the main free zones. Something that makes El Salvador uh, different to other countries and, and creates opportunities uh, to potential, uh, for, for potential investors is the fact that El Salvador has signed 13 free trade agreements which offer companies preferential access to 42 countries around the world, including the United States and the European Union. Business sectors are strategically most prevalent in El Salvador. So we are working in, in different areas to promote investment in general, Stephen, but uh, there are some sectors that are strong and that they're already very well established. Uh, we call them our traditional sectors, such as the packaging and paper, plastic products, uh, food and beverages, and textiles. So we're, we're working um, so that these already established and, and very well integrated sectors uh, can grow. 
but we have also identified sectors with large growth potential, and these include medical equipment, aeronautical services, logistics centers, technology services, and tourism. I would like to highlight that El Salvador has one of the strongest and more integrated textile and apparel sectors in the region, offering full package activities from the production of yarn to the delivery of finished products. We know that uh, El Salvador, because of the Central American Group's experience, we operate uh, two free zones in El Salvador, but could you explain what the benefits of having a facility in, in one of these special zones uh, are? Yes, Stephen, El Salvador offer various advantages for investors. Some are related to tax exemptions, uh, which comparing them with other countries or other developing countries are, are better off. Uh, one of the main differences uh, in El Salvador's re uh, tax uh, regimes is that the income tax and municipal tax exemptions are given to all companies established in a free zone. Tax exemption timeframes are between 10 and 20 years, and investors may request an additional extension based on future investments. Likewise, El Salvador offers non-tax related incentives, which we consider equally important and attractive for companies uh, that are planning to invest in the country, uh, specifically uh, workforce development and agile permit delivery. Among others, we work to reduce response times to companies simplifying and digitalizing our processes. Actually, we are committed uh, to creating the best business climate uh, in Latin America. Uh, we know this is a, 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 a high goal, uh, but we, we believe that the higher the, the goal, the, the, the more results that we will achieve. Now, you mentioned 17 free zones in El Salvador. Um, how does an investor go about making a choice with which one to, to operate in? Obviously, we at the Central American Group hope that you operate in ours. But if, if they want to look at other opportunities, uh, how do they make their choice? So it will, it will all depend on, on the investor's needs. Uh, some of the free zones are strategically located close to the airport, which uh, benefit companies can benefit from uh, close shipping and also lowest transportation costs. Uh, other free zones are established in the city or rural areas uh, that benefit from the close uh, workforce that live nearby. Uh, but we're ready to learn more about the needs of the companies and, and provide them with all the necessary information so that uh, they can choose the right location. Okay, once they've chosen a location, how long does it take to establish a business in El Salvador? So, so again, we have a, a strong commitment in facilitating investment, facilitating trade, and, and, and we know that time is key, is a key aspect for every business operation. Uh, in El Salvador, it takes now six days to register a new local company or 11 days to register a foreign branch. And uh, we're working so that all these processes can be done through our online platform, Mi Empresa, .gov.sv. Uh, once the company chooses a location to establish within a free zone, it takes around a month for the Ministry of Economy to approve all the fiscal benefits and exemptions so that they can begin operations. 
when a company is already up and established, uh, do they have to update any permitting for the purpose of bringing in things like new machinery, materials, uh, parts that they use in their processes? Is there any further thing that has to be done? Yes, so we're working so that companies can access all government services online through our online platform, miempresa.gov.sv. This benefits investors because we no longer have to ask them to provide documentation that we already have in our files. Uh, This also shortens our response times and allows companies to better serve their their customers. So we believe this is a a win-win situation for everyone. And we are currently working in order uh, to make this platform more robust. And so the companies can can do every single process. It can be made through these uh, online services. Now, we generally get uh, questions after we do the recordings with individuals like yourself uh, from people that, that want more detail on certain issues. Uh, do you have a website or do you have an email that people can go to and ask questions? Yes, uh, we, we have a, a, a website that we are happy to share with you and the contact point of our uh, director for investment in the, in the Ministry of Economy. And we're, we're happy to respond any any questions that investors might have and also to uh, be that bridge between the investors and other Uh, government institutions or other companies already established in the country. Okay, well, we'll include that in the transcript that is below the uh, uh, podcast and the page that we're going to put up for this. And we want to thank you for joining us today. We we wish you all the best of luck and look forward to to seeing El Salvador develop as a country. Thank you very much, Stephen. We're confident that we have identified all the constraints that have kept El Salvador for growing. We have identified all the opportunities that are that have come up, even in the context of the pandemic. And we're working as a government, as a team, in order to provide everything that companies need in order for them to establish, operate, and, and grow in El Salvador. So we're happy to have this opportunity to talk with you and looking forward to other similar opportunities in the future. Thank you very much and have a great day. Thank you, Stephen. You too. Thank you for listening. Sign up to receive the Central American Group's quarterly newsletter by visiting www.thecentralamericangroup.com.